We were looking into what Jay Inslee's trip to the UN Climate Conference cost. We found out that the governor's office itself spent about $26,000. Welcome to Washington in Focus. I'm Cole McNeely, General Manager of America's Talking Network. If you have not already, we ask that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to this podcast so you never miss a new episode of Washington in Focus. Now here's your host, Jeremy Lott. Thank you, Cole, and welcome to the Washington In Focus podcast, powered by the Center Square. I'm Jeremy Lott, regional editor of the Center Square Newswire Service for Washington State. Washington In Focus is a production of America's Talking Network. You can find all of our Center Square's great podcasts at americastalking.com. While you're there, please take the time to subscribe. That click will pay great dividends for Washington news watchers. And we're calling an audible again this week. Joining me today is Brett Rowland, an investigative reporter for the Center Square National, who has lately taken some interest in Washington State. Brett, thanks for coming on the program today. Thanks so much for having me. So I, I want to start out by talking about three different figures. That, and I'll, I'll just I'll say one, you talk, then we'll digest the next one and then the next one. The first one is $26,000. What does that figure represent? So... Well, we were looking into what Jay Inslee's trip to the UN Climate Conference cost. We found out that the governor's office itself spent about $26,000 on travel, accommodations, COVID testing, and other expenses related to that trip. But that was really just a small drop in the bucket compared to the other costs that we think are still out there. The next figure is $66,000. So that's the combination of the governor's office spending plus what Washington State Patrol spent to provide security for the governor. So those two numbers add up and, and makes it a pretty expensive trip to, to Europe. Some of the more interesting things that we were able to find in there were, one, was that Governor Jay Inslee booked uh, business class accommodations, uh, business class flights for him and his wife at taxpayer expense. This is something that no other governor in the United States did. Now, five other governors also traveled to this co climate conference. The governor from Hawaii, he and his wife went, um, he paid taxpayers back for his flight with campaign funds. He used personal funds to pay the taxpayers back for his wife's flight. Governor Jay Inslee's office uh, has said that, that has not has not commented on whether or not he's going to repay Washington taxpayers for his $12,000 flight. That's for him and his wife. They spent, uh, uh, you know, a lot of money. Sincerely hope they got booze and leg room and a, a heck of a dinner for all that. Aer Lingus says that they provide lie flat beds and first class meals for their passengers. And, and I'm sure that they do a great job. But whether or not governors should be traveling that way uh, at taxpayer expense is another question that we'll leave up to other people to answer. Yeah. Another thing is you know, this is a climate confab. And, you know, they're, they're flying there in planes and stuff. Uh, my, my, I guess one question is how many people just attended this by Zoom and didn't burn fuel? So a lot of the meetings were done by Zoom, even um, from within the, the climate conference campus itself in Glasgow. And so there was a lot of stuff that was done by Zoom, but uh, a lot of people will say that, you know, being there in person is, is very important. Uh, since it's been a long time since a lot of us have been in person anywhere, but um, Governor Jay Inslee apparently thought this was important enough to go for. He did explain some of his reasoning and saying that, you know, Washington taxpayers would really benefit from this climate conference and some of the climate goals that were announced there. But um, other people have been very critical of the of the uh, the whole thing, including uh, Greta Thunberg, 
who basically said the, that the whole thing was a PR show um, and said that, you know, world leaders weren't really committed to making changes. And, and it's worth noting that, that Jay Inslee is not a world leader. Um, he, he did lead a, a delegation of subnational groups, state leaders, but and, and state leaders may play a role in, in, in the climate change discussions going forward. But um, right now, their role is fairly limited. Indeed. The final figure is 70 pounds sterling. Okay, so this one's kind of funny. We did find so there was a lot, a lot that went into this this trip. Uh, a lot of planning from the state, um, and a lot of planning from the Washington State Patrol in particular. They um, had booked well in advance, and 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 uh, everyone for Washington State Patrol, by the way, flew coach. Um, no business class for them. Um, also, no business class for Governor uh, John Bell Edwards from Louisiana. He flew coach too. But uh, so a, a lot went into this um, and, and part of uh, some of the Washington State Patrol costs were, you know, accommodations for, for the officers who went and um, <clears throat> more than $700 in COVID testing just for Washington State Patrol officers. And the COVID testing was not cheap and taxpayers ended up paying for that. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the 70 pounds sterling was for a ticket that the Washington State Patrol got while while performing security duties for the governor in um, Glasgow. And uh, they apparently went into a bus lane. Um, I just got an email from the Glasgow City Council who said- I got to tell people, this is breaking news. No one has been privy to this before this broadcast. That's true. I just got the email. Um, I had asked yesterday and after hours, they got back to me today, which was pretty great. Um, So the email said that basically- um, that bus travel is, is far more efficient and far more green than than hiring a private car, which Jay Inslee hired two of, or Washington State Patrol did on his behalf to transport mm-hmm. him throughout his trip to L- London and Glasgow. And, and those costs added up sig- significantly, too. And these are lanes that are specifically marked for buses, and they were in the, the wrong lane? Yes, they were in the wrong lane. Um, so and- Washington State Patrol drove in the wrong lane. Yes, and got a ticket for it in Glasgow via a traffic camera authorized by the Glasgow City Council. The council said based today um, that, you know, that that signage was clearly posted and that the camera clearly showed that there was uh, a violation of the of the bus lane rules. Yeah, it's probably a good thing it was a camera because I I kind of imagined if a a cop had pulled them over, you know, they could have worked something out. I imagine that that's the case too. Um, I can, you know, I think if one officer saw another officer, they'd say, "Oh, you know, I understand what you're doing," or, you know, "This is a bus lane, please move along," or, or whatever it is. But um, with traffic cameras, you don't often get that um, professional courtesy, so to speak, or, yeah. or or a chance to really plead your case. In this case, the car rental company. Um, actually paid the ticket for uh, um as part of their agreement immediately the original, paid the, ticket. The, the the original ticket was for what 30 pounds is that correct yeah so it, so it's actually listed as 60 but since the car rental company paid it right away it was 30 dollars. Oh. the rental company tacked on a 40 pound sterling uh fee for paying the fee quickly for them so um in the end washington taxpayers got stuck with that too um, sterling, that's what, about a hundred bucks in, in, in current, uh, you know, greenbacks. Yeah. About $95, um, okay. in today's at the exchange rate today or yesterday, to be honest. 
So I, I want to ask you some questions about the reporting of this, uh, because it's, it's quite, you know, you've, you've gotten quite a detailed scoop here, and it, it may be interesting to for people to understand how this works. Um, but first of all, how did you get interested in this subject? Well, I've always been interested in sort of um, these... Um well, first government travel, um, and especially travel junkets, uh, to conferences, to, uh, other things like that. These conferences oftentimes cost a lot more than taxpayers realize. And so I wanted to see how much this particular conference costs for the six States that sent governors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned a lot along the way. Uh, but essentially, um, it's not just one department that gets billed for this. There's many layers of government in Washington state. So I had to send uh, open records requests to uh, not only the governor's office, but the uh, office of financial management and um, Washington state patrol. And we still have one pending FOIA request with the Washington state patrol for overtime costs related to the trip. We don't know that there was overtime, but my guess is that if they were providing the governor with 24 hour security, that there would be some overtime pay related to that. Um, Washington State Patrol just got that request from me uh, uh, earlier this week. So we're not expecting a response on that right away. But, um, you know, we see this kind of thing uh, in in a lot of other places, too. One of the high profile examples um, that that I'd also like to look into next is, you know, Governor Abbott did something similar where he's he's sending um, a bus full of of Texas. Yes, Governor Abbott of, of Texas is, is sending uh, buses loads of migrants to Washington, D.C. Um, so I, I want to look at how much that costs, too, and, and show taxpayers that when politicians do these kinds of things, there is a real cost to them. And yeah. sometimes they can cost far, far more than you would expect. Yeah. Well, that soapbox costs money. Right. So or, as Ronald Reagan once said, I am paying for this microphone. Yes. Um, and taxpayers end up bearing those costs in a lot of case cases. Um, now, some of the governors were able to really limit costs. Um, uh, in New Mexico's governor, their governor's office uh, said they spent nothing on the trip. But, um, you know, they did things like they did things that Inslee didn't do while he was there. So they went on some um, sightseeing trips to Loch Ness and other places. Oh, that's but, um, I hope did they find the monster. No, I didn't get word back on that. OK, well, you should you should play that. Uh, hopefully I won't have to, but um, I can check into that. OK. But, so you, you talk about FOIAs. So just for the uninitiated. A FOIA it stands for Freedom of Information Act, and you do a Freedom of Information Act requests. That's that's a national law. There are also local the states have different public disclosure laws. Um, do you just sort of use FOIA as a blanket term, or did Washington State's public disclosure laws help you or, or hinder you in this? Washington State actually did a fantastic job in responding to it, it, it responding to requests through its open records or, or public uh, records laws. The governor's office was was real upfront, which other other states were not. So the governor's office told me right away that you know, uh, well, not right away. I'd say you know after um, probably four Go weeks after. Yeah, after about four weeks of waiting, I got some responses and they, they did tell me that, hey, additional records could be filed. Two people from our, our office haven't submitted um, reimbursement requests. They also said that the, the Office of Financial Management may have additional records. 
um, and a, as my, may Washington State Patrol. Um, yeah. No other, none of the other governor's offices that I submitted sim- similarly worded requests for did provided that detail, except for Oregon, which which automatically included the security costs in in theirs. Yeah. But uh, even include what Oregon spent about eighteen thousand total. Um, which was far, far less than the 66 that Washington has spent that we know of so far. Indeed. So at what point did you, in your wrangling with the, you know, the governor's office or, or various agencies, did you figure out that Washington had, had sent a PR guy um, to Glasgow as well? So that was one of the things that struck me right away was, um, so there's a couple of things. Um, a lot of the costs for Washington, uh, Washington governor's office staffers who attended with Governor Inslee were actually offset by a group called the Climate Registry, which is a nonprofit that mm-hmm. um, focuses on climate issues. So they like paid for a, for, for a number of things for, to help offset the cost. And they're, through their mission, they also said they offset the climate costs uh, yeah. of the travel. Um, so, so that helped, uh, t- to lower some of the costs, but it, it certainly was an expensive undertaking. Um, mm-hmm. but when I found out, um, I, I had asked, you know, if, if any other groups had, had provided help and, and they said, yes, the climate registry d- did. And then I found, you know, a, a VRBO listing, um, among the records that were returned to me for about $3,700, um, in Glasgow for, for a comm staffer who ended up going at the last moment. Um, mm-hmm. it, now I, I asked him, you know, why wasn't that included? He said it was last minute booking. They didn't initially plan on sending a comms person, but did later. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how many other States sent a comms person. That's one of the things that, that I'd like to look at. Um, but you know, from what I've seen, uh, from other states, most of the states sent, you know, the governor, chief of staff, and security, um, mm-hmm. or the governor and a few key, like I think Louisiana sent like their the head of like their wetlands department, or okay. you know, like people that would have an obvious role to play at a climate change conference. Um, but uh, you know, other other states um, did it differently than Washington and and. And no one else uh, brought their spouse like Governor Jay Inslee uh, at yeah. taxpayer expense, which I yeah. I and and actually, you asked the you know the, Mike Falk, who was the spokesman at Wit, uh, he issued a pretty full throated uh, uh, defense of of bringing uh, along uh, Mrs. Inslee. Yes, he did. Um, he basically said that um, that Trudy uh, Inslee provides value to the governor and has served as his closest confidant since they first got into politics um, many, many years ago. And, and basically he said that she, everywhere Trudy goes with the team, she brings added value. Um, I don't know that that comes with work product or anything tangible that taxpayers could see the benefit from, but um, he did say that uh, she was a huge help on the trip and, and brought value wherever she went. So, you know, if we take him at his word, then, that's great if for skeptics who may say, why does she need to spend $6,200 on airfare along with the governor to fly business class? Um, I think you could have some questions about that. And I, and I think people have had questions about that um, based on our reporting. Okay. So uh, Illinois, uh, as far as I know, there were not very many costs to taxpayers 
because the governor who is a billionaire just said, I'm paying for it. Is that correct? So there were some. So the governor paid for his own flight. Uh, governor J.B. Pritzker, he's the heir to the Hyatt Hotel fortune. Um, he's worth an estimated $3 billion according to Forbes. Um, that's, that's a lot of money. So he paid for his own airfare. Um, his staff airfare was paid for by a, a group called Intersect Illinois, which is funded by a state grant. So, okay. I mean, um, you... Oh, it inadvertently, the taxpayers got soaked there. Or not, <laughs> not inadvertently. Um, circuitously, the taxpayers got soaked there. Yes. So, so a tax-funded agency, a tax-funded nonprofit paid for the travel for most the airline flights for most of his staff. Um, uh, so, and, and Pritzker does have um, some advantages, you know, wealth certainly comes with um, he, advantages. Uh, now Pritzker interestingly would not disclose where he sat on the plane. He would only mm -hmm. disclose that he flew United. Um, I have since challenged uh, the governor's redaction of those records um, with with in Illinois, they have a, a process called the um, I believe it's the um, public access uh, counselor will, will review challenges to redactions. And I, and I have filed one of those. It was the document that you got from from the Illinois governor. So all the documents I got from all six states were um redacted in a lot of places um yeah. some of them were really common redactions that you would expect to see like yeah. signatures credit card numbers frequent flyer numbers were blacked out um parts of the governor's schedule in illinois and um washington were redacted um mm -hmm. but some of those are pretty standard redactions and sure. uh, for washington state patrol i was actually surprised they were um pretty forthright. I thought I was going to run into a lot more redactions just because of this, uh, the, you know, they're providing, providing security for the governor and they need to be sure. somewhat cautious about what they reveal about how they operate, especially yeah. when in a foreign country. Well, I, what I've, I've heard, uh, you know, talking to the, the, the sausage makers on this one, there were actually some documents that we received that had what we considered too much information. And so we didn't post them and we <laughs> sent a, a message back to you know the the uh providers in washington state and said uh, guys you really really need to run some lines through a few of these things to you know just make sure that uh you know some private information doesn't get leaked so we did um as a matter of course we kept out all the names of the washington patrol officers uh we did not publish any of those names we didn't publish any um there were some cases where uh, frequent flyer numbers or even social security numbers were released. Um, but uh, uh, we've noted those to the aid agencies that, that provided them uh, that those needed to be blacked out. Um, and and uh, we have not pu published anything that we think that would be um, not. Yeah. Or, or, no, I mean, as we should, but I, I just, I think that that, it, it tells you just how forthright and, and in this case, a little bit too forthright uh, Washington state was in with these records. Um, I, I would prefer that though, to the other way. I mean, sure. yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure in your career, you've, you've, you've put in requests where, you, where you've gotten back uh, just bla bla blacked out pages of documents, um, you know, mm -hmm. 
So um, I was appreciative of, of, of what I did get back and how it was handled. And, and I do have to say that all of the uh, public records officers that I dealt with were extremely helpful um, and, and uh, you know, top notch uh, civil service. Washington State gave you security figures, but basically everybody else didn't. And you've had to sort of try to pry those loose. Yeah. So I didn't realize that um, the so many different agencies would have their own procedures and states would have their own procedures for how, how they bill these things. So mm-hmm. I've gone back and since filed records requests for um, each state's sort of executive protection unit. Um, to try to get all those records for security costs and then all, also overtime related to that security. Um, we're, I'm still in the process of getting those back. I, I think Oregon is the only one who, who provided it up front. I requested it from Washington early because they notified me that there were probably costs there. So mm-hmm. I was able to do that. But in some states that, you know, they didn't mention, you know, any, any sort of executive protection unit or, uh, additional security costs that might have been um, uh, the taxpayers may have had to pay for. What was the hardest one to wrangle with on this issue? Honestly, New Mexico was uh, difficult in, in in its own way, just because they said they spent zero dollars, um, but and, and never returned any of my phone calls. Um, but Washington, um, both I found the governor's office did was responsive. Um, it, it took a little bit longer than maybe I would have liked, but I think that, you know, given today's climate, these things don't get turned around very quickly. Um, but I, I do think that, that the sheer cost w- would likely surprise a lot of taxpayers. Uh, I'm going to throw you a curveball for my last question here. How do you sort of size up how COVID has changed the public records game? You know, is, is, is it gotten better, worse, different? What? So that's a great question. Um, That's a very good question. So what I noticed when I was filing these requests in different states to to get uh, documents was that some had um, suspended uh, their, their, um, the time that the the law usually requires to respond to such requests. Um, And some, some took much longer than others. Some took months, some took uh, only a few weeks. But um, COVID really had changed the landscape in a lot of states um, regarding how the, the timeliness of, of returning these. Um, I did get records back in all six states, um, but uh, you know some t- some took quite a while. Um, what and, would you say added to to the length of time to put this together? Uh, uh, it took months. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so did it add maybe a month or a month and a half to? For, to your investigation process or I, mean, I would say it added several weeks um to be honest one of the hard, harder parts was to go through piles and piles of receipts and figure out which ones were duplicates which ones had been accounted for elsewhere um in the in the piles of documents i got back i mean washington itself sent um maybe more than 200 pages of documents and just sort of tangling piecing together you know who spent what and where and where it was accounted for um w- was was no small task and i i spent quite a bit of time with spreadsheets and, and building up uh and, and logging those costs I, I would still like to break out some of them uh which i thought were interesting um but you know just the covid testing alone i mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars some of these covid tests were 90 dollars a pop at the airport 
Um, mm. So uh, not cheap at all um, in an era of uh, at home testing um, and, and, and relatively low cost PCR testing in the United States. It, it was surprising to see the huge COVID testing bills. And it was a large conference in, in you know, a foreign country. So you can expect to pay some higher costs, but uh, I was surprised at how much COVID testing alone costs them. Brett, I I thank you for coming on, joining me uh, on this program. And I hope that everyone has gotten quite a bit out of it and that you'll come back next time for even more.